Good evening, gentlemen. This is Sir. That is S-I-R. Today's contract will be yet another bit of government work. Dealing with supernatural terrorists. We have an agent on site who will explain more when you are done being molested by the border guards. Only the highest level of officials have been made aware of your presence and purpose to remain discreet. I hope none of you are afraid of heights. Gentlemen, you all come to your senses after clicking ready for work in a busy airport. Any of you who may have needed to fly through Toronto will recognize it. You're at Gate 1 in Toronto Pearson. You're off in a small cul-de-sac near an ATM and an abandoned coffee shop. And it's late in the evening. Apparently you're catching a red-eye flight whether you like it or not. How late is late? About 3, 4 in the morning. Ooh, okay. When you find a clock somewhere on the wall, it says 3.33. You manage to find one of those many electronic kiosks that are listing the incoming and outgoing flights. Cool. And you uh, wander about a little bit, trying to figure out, uh, now that we're here, because there are no care packages ready for you. Oh. And you're dressed in street clothes. Not the same clothes that you came in, okay. right, that you were wearing before you left, but clothes that you might see any random person wearing, and indeed many people walking back and forth. Okay, so we have nothing, here. though, item-wise. Like Do you have nothing item-wise? Oh. No communicator, no pocket. No, nothing no. at all. However, as you're walking through the terminal looking a little lost, you see a familiar grizzled figure waving to you from near the security checkpoint. Hey, uh, gents, y'all uh, interested in getting to work? Goddamn, this guy again. I mean, I don't want to intrude. You look like you're having so much fun. Oh, Sammy, what's up, man? I run up and I go and give him a fist bump. Yeah, that's right. Heck it's, yeah, dude. It's Sam, by the way. Thanks. I mean, I, I, was, Sam. I was thinking about just giving the mission to go into this conveniently located sushi restaurant. That he checks his wrist, which doesn't have a watch on it, three to four in the morning. And uh, that seemed like a really good idea, but I think, uh, you know what, I think I'll just go work. Well played. What are we doing here? Well, Sam looks at uh, the environs, looks at each of you, looks down, looks up. He's consulting the heavens. I think we're getting on an airplane, but... Mm. Well, that's a stupid question. Are we going to have to DB Cooper this shit? I don't know who that is. But the point of the matter, as far as I'm concerned, is... We've got a mission. It's on that plane. It points in the direction of a wall. That plane that you would see if there wasn't a wall there. And uh, we have to get through security first, which is why nothing fun on this side. Got a few things stashed away on the other side. Let's go. The security line is not terribly long at this time of night, but it's still bad. Mostly because the security guards seem to be interested in panning down each and every person and... Uh, inspecting their pockets, running them through x-rays. They don't have a backscattered machine set up here. Are they not checking for passports or anything either? We're past that. You you have to get to the security guard spot first. You're still in the lineup. Sam hands each of you a boarding pass Mm. from his pocket and says, uh, this is on uh, 
on the workplace. Don't worry about the cost of flight, it gets subtracted automatically. Where does it say we're going? <laughs> it says Guatemala. Hmm. Why don't they just send us there instead of having to do whatever they have to do to get us here and then pay airfare? Clearly the job is the plane, Mr. Day. Oh, we're really D.B. Coopering this shit. And now you're getting somewhere. It's uh, not quite that simple, though. I'll explain more once we're out of... Uh, you continue through the security line, each of you your boarding pass in hand. Uh, Sam remembers himself at the last moment and also pulls out thick blue envelopes for each of you. Not envelopes, sorry, but uh, thick blue little card Passports. They're passports. passports. They're, they're, pass, they're passports. passports. He pulls out passports. <laughs> For each of you, the images are correct, the names are wildly incorrect. And what is uh, the, the location that Who you're supposed to be from. Who the Nigel Newton? I like it, man. That's, that's creative stuff. It's classy. It's classy. William Nye. Hmm? Okay. Great. <laughs> Oh my god, you're it's like Bill Nye, dude. You know who that is, right? He's like a super scientist guy. It's and like that was the joke and totally to the head. Totally to you the head. It sucks that he didn't get it though, Sam. It's uh, flew right over his head. That's stupid. Doesn't even appreciate a good joke. Mm. It's a really good joke, that's all. Fantastic. If you're getting more excited that's about this, we might see Tony Hawk on this flight. <laughs> each each of you uh, is pulled aside to a different security agent, uh, giving you the usual stink eye, oh. and they take a long look through your passport. Nigel, I've seen you've been to Sri Lanka lately, Mr. Uh, Nye. Sri Lanka, yes, I have uh, relatives there. Oh, what was your favorite part of visiting Sri Lanka? The urinals. That uh, was my favorite part, too. Uh, uh, Mr. Newton, looks to me like uh, you've been all over the world. You've been to uh, somewhere in the U.S. and then somewhere else in the U.S. And then Heck yeah, else I have, man. It's all about just living life, dude. He's trying to get every roller coaster in the country ridden. Did I ask do you, you a do you see the Australian stand? There, there. There's all Chile, you know. Yeah, and then even South Korea. Yeah, pretty crazy. Oh, Lots did, of fun. Did you make any contact with the terrorists in any of those countries? God damn it. Do I look like the guy that just looks for terrorists, man? Come on. He gives you the long stare with associated paperwork. I give him like an eyebrow <laughs> raise. Like, come on, man. Hmm. Now, what did you say your name was? Gil Taggart. You hesitated there, sir. Puts his hand on his gun. Looks at you. This is just ridiculous. It's 3 a.m. I'm very tired. Fair enough. Mm. <laughs> Wait, what is Sam, Sam Shane's passport? He's not going through. Mm-hmm. Oh. Nope, Sam Shane oh, goes through he? too, yeah. but he's already through the line by the time you guys oh, okay. are done having your run. Running with the law. Okay. It's just says Sam Shane. Sorry. So it says I'm a computer. <laughs> Runs away with his hair on fire. So my guy got disinterested. I don't know why. <laughs> Typically they would lock the place down. I don't know what he did. I'm just kidding. They didn't. 
<laughs> everybody would have been on the ground and guns pointed at everybody. At everybody. Well, he doesn't actually have to point at anything for the monitor to explode. That's fair, but it's it still... Like a monitor the monitor exploded. Everybody on the ground. Yeah. All right. Pants down. This is the only way we can treat people who have to travel. Take your shoes off? There's bombs in them? <laughs> And of course, all of your luggage no. is just one hundred percent bombs. No water, no water bottles, sir. <laughs> oh, I see that you have one hundred fifty-one milliliters. You're clearly planning on exploding the plane into the little <laughs> glass room where you never leave. If you really didn't want to trust me, you could realize I can overcharge my laptop battery and make a decently sized explosive. I will be keeping that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so they send you on into the lineup with the X-ray machines and the metal detectors. And since you have no baggage, they all give you a long, like, surprise look. And they wonder what's wrong with you, because when you have baggage, they're upset with you for having baggage, and when you don't have baggage, they're upset with you for not having baggage. Uh, Apollo Day Beeps is going through the metal detector. They take a look at you. Uh, sir, empty out your pockets. Pulls out the pockets, they're empty. Uh, your belt buckle, keys. None. Runs the detector up and down you. Yeah. Uh, when it hits his leg, it beeps. Something in your leg, sir? It is my leg. <sighs> Pats you down. Spread your leg, sir. Oh my god, did you bring <laughs> drugs, Apollo? <laughs> Pats you up the inside. Actually says that. Gets a little familiar up the top. Mm. All right. As, as walking by, it's a really good prosthetic. I had an accident in the uh, military. Mm, interesting. Wow, what a thrilling story, dude. What <laughs> What's metal? next, Shane? What how, about, how about either of you? Any run-ins with the law? The Anything wrong? <laughs> no. All right. I so, gave them a fascinating uh, conversation about archaeological innovations in the last five years. Well, Keo <laughs> thinks it's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Could you please leave? <laughs> Sam takes you all down the elevator that leads out of the security checkpoint area down to the area full of stores and washrooms and the many chairs as you wait for your various flights. Uh, gentlemen, as you may have gathered, we're not going to Guatemala. There's a 747 with our name on it. It's actually headed for Japan. Uh, doesn't really matter what your boarding passes say, we're getting on that plane. We're going to be, need to be discreet once we're on the plane because... Uh, the peoples inside don't know that we're not completely normal, but when they see our passes, they'll see what they need to see. Now, do you mean not normal because, like, I can set things on fire, or not normal because, like, we're supposed to be going to Guatemala? It's, uh, not normal because you were screwball, but don't worry about it. It's cool. There's a lot of things not normal it's, about what's going on. Is one of us flying this thing because I've never flown anything bigger than a Tomcat. Boy, if you have to fly the plane, <laughs> then it's too late. For all of us. The mission is over. It's done. We're done. They have Everyone professionals for that kind done. of thing, Mr. Day. Yeah, they're called pilots. It's actually really cool what they do. I'm aware of what a pilot is. Okay, cool, because you just, you didn't seem that way. You know, I'm just brushing up some knowledge on you, that's all. And he takes, he takes you to one of the gates where you all sit in the little plasticky chairs for a bit. And so the thing about this flight is... On top of the regular peoples what are going to be riding with us, there's, I guess you could call them dignitaries, if you were being politic. There's going to be five of them, and that's why we're here today. 
There's a representative from the Elfland, what they call the Reflection. Hmm. He's some sort of king or lord or something on his side of things. You guys might have had a brush in with him, I don't know. Hmm. Then there's going to be a representative from the old vampires, uh, what they call them, true vampires. She's a nice gal, you'll like her. Then there's going to be this, like, tiger man. Just stay away from the tiger man. <laughs> you won't know he's a tiger man at first, but trust me. Some kind of were tiger or something? Something. What is this, bloody roar? I still know what you're talking about, damn kids. Mm-hmm. Then there's going to be this ice princess. Ah, uh, she's pretty. She's pretty nice. She will freeze you from the inside out. Don't touch her. Got it. Let it go. Kids today with the Blu-ray players and the yo-yo and their electric underwear. She's she's a she's a cryomancer then. Not exactly. She's like what a cryomancer wants to be when they grow up. Interesting. Frost giant. <laughs> don't like even don't even speak the word. You don't know about frost. You don't like Thor. Frost giant's the real thing. Much scarier than Thor. And finally, there's some dude. I don't know what he is, but apparently he's important. So just keep that in mind. Physical description? He's about 5'10", dark hair, dark eyes, pale complexion, no obvious pointy teeth. Can't say anything more than that. He's got kind of an English accent. You got any questions? What is exactly the purpose of our being here? Oh, good question. So is this like cryomancer taken? Is she like single? Can we Not a good answer question. one question or less? <laughs> There's been a threat on the plane, see? Uh, apparently someone called in, and I say called in the loosest sense, some sort of telepathic shit going on, a threat against the plane and the people on it. Says they've got a rigged blow, and they're going to get their revenge one way or the other. And the plane is still going to take off anyways. Well, see, this isn't the kind of threat that you can just send on through to the proper authorities. Because one... It got phoned in with some telepathic shit, like I said. Mm-hmm. And two, apparently it ain't your usual sort of bomb. Whatever this thing is, it ain't just going to blow the plane away. There ain't going to be any wreckage when they're done with it. It's going to be gone, like it never was. So was she like a real princess or... Oh boy. Or like a royal descendant or... Wrong question. Anything else? It's a question, do though. Do they all look relatively human, or would they have some kind of marking to give them away that they're these dignitaries? Each of them are going to be pretty obvious. Just trust me on this. These kind of people, you can tell. Even when you're near Mr. Tiger Man, he'll make it clear he's Mr. Tiger Man. Don't you worry. I mean, he said Elf Man. That's got to be pretty... Pretty obvious. It's anything like the guy we bumped into before. Now, mind you, each of them will be wearing a glamour of a sort, if they need it. So, like, the elf guy, he's not going to look like an elf guy, because that's a little bit of a dead giveaway. You don't want the regular people going, hey, you got them spark ears, what's going on? That's the word I was going to use, but I was like, I can't say that, because I wouldn't know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of course. Elves are masters of illusion magic. And Ice Princess, well, she doesn't look like she's going to look today. She's got a nice rosy glow today. If she ever lets that down, you'll see the truth. But everybody else that looks mostly human is mostly human. So mostly. just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. And now there might be a sixth member of this whole gang. 
don't bother writing nothing down because I don't know what it looks like. He's a person what called in the threat or who supposedly is threatening us. Oh. And it's going to be our job to one, pick out who that is in mm. the plane, and two, stop them before they kill everybody. Now keep in mind it might be a six person or it might even be one of the five dignitaries. Probably not your regular Joe, but keep your eyes open anyways. So, so these dignit... D- dognet, d- these these you heard people, him say the word. Whatever, dude. These people are, are they on our side then? I'd say they're on the side of the person what's paying you money, but not on our side. They'll understand who you are if you identify yourself as a member of Sir. But uh, I wouldn't suggest you do that unless you're one out of earshot of the regular peoples, and two unless you're ready for some shit to go down. You think if I hold hands with the ice princess, I'll freeze? Or Jesus isn't on this plane. Let's go. (laughs) Were we just standing on the tarmac while this is happening? No, we were standing. We were sitting in the the little seats in the the boarding area. How many hours is the flight, Mister Shade? It's going to Japan. That's going to be. I'm going to do a quick calculation. How many is going to be? About fourteen hours. About fourteen hours. So we have fourteen hours, presumably, to try and find this culprit. Maybe, or maybe less. They didn't say when they're going to blow the plane. You blow the plane over the ocean? I mean, nothing's going to exist anyway, but it gives a problem cause. Mm. So I'd count on more like ten. Right. Bermuda Triangle, that shit. Hmm. All right, gentlemen. Bermuda Triangle's not in the same planetary. Once we get on the plane, each of you should only touch base with one another when you have the opportunity to do so in private. Um, Do we have any stuff? You said you were going to get stuff. On the plane. Smuggled there by a attendant of my, I check my familiarity. I check my ticket. What seat does it say? It doesn't actually say any seat at all. Remember, it says Guatemala, and most of the details aren't even there. But he told you when they see the boarding pass, right. they'll see what they need. Okay. I wonder if Sir, I wonder if Sir gave us first class. That would be nice. Probably not. Not to Guatemala. <laughs> the uh, you don't have to walk out into onto the tarmac for this plane. It's a big one, and it has one of those extending. Nice. Uh, carriages that come up to it. Well, Japan, I might imagine this might be a double decker or something. It is, in fact. It is an international. And as you first step onto the plane, the stewardesses greet you with cheery voices and they direct you towards the business class. Okay. Right. And you see on the wall a diagram of the plane. Ah, uh, maps. Nice. It's a 747. It is a Boeing 747-8, meant for intercontinental flights, and it has multiple levels. I've never been on one of these. No. As you can see, the top first class chairs are on the upper level, then you have business class and economy seating further back. Alrighty, so... Oh, are there any stopovers, or is it just one way straight? One straight flight. It's one of the few uh, international hub connections that gets made from Toronto. Toronto to Tokyo. So they direct you into business class and luckily it looks like business class is empty except for the three of you. And you suspect that has not, luck has nothing four to do us? with it. Three? Four? Is Shane not on? Oh, the four of us, sorry. Okay. I was like, Shane went to Shane got first class? He's Cooper. <laughs> He's on the outside. <laughs> He's going to make the plane fail. <gasps> <laughs> so... The four of you are going in business well. class. Uh, Sam immediately uh, flanks down a drink from a stewardess, <laughs> throws it back, says, Gentlemen, drinks are free. 
I suggest you don't indulge too much. Thank you. Don't indulge too much. And uh, I'll be around. Here's a relatively safe place (laughs) to meet. I'll be expecting you all back here in about an hour. All right, break. Triple Manhattan, please. A glass of water. Oh, I don't mind if I do. <laughs> Top shelf. <laughs> <laughs> and he walks off in the direction of the first class seats. Did the waitress actually listen to me, or is she just ignoring me? Oh, one of the stewardesses nods in your direction, okay, cool. but she is pushing her cart back ah, behind you fine. into the economy section. Okay. Says, "Be right back, sir." Mm-mm. We can probably suspect that the dignitaries are in the first class on the second floor. I can only imagine. Now, if we try to go in there, would they just stop us, or would we have a certain amount of clearance because of our passes? Nice. And did you want a bottle or a glass? A glass? Why would I want a bottle of Manhattan? You'd be surprised. <laughs> like, kind of stunned and goes, Actually, leave the bottle. <laughs> That's what I thought. She pushes her car away. The seatbelt lights go on. Over, over the course of the next 15 to 20 minutes, you ferry into the right lane, and you take off. What have you guys been doing in the meantime? Thank God we didn't have to de-ice the plane. Uh, are there notepads? The bathrooms are broken, and we're going to have to repair them. Are there notepads or anything, or is it just straight up what's in these seats or these seats? In, what's in our seats? So underneath each of your the seats that you've been handed to is a tiny box with uh, each of your names. Ah, there we go. Inside the box are your standard communicators, but there's a little note attached to the communicator saying that depending on how far you are, because of the attenuating circumstances of the metal that's all around you, uh, you might have interference or lose contact. So you should be close if you're going to use them. And if you lose contact, don't assume that the other person's dead. But don't assume they're alive. There's also a zip gun inside here. So that's just just one shot. One shot. It's actually not really shaped like a gun at all, but instead like a small metal tube. You can see that it has a cap on one end that's orange and says, pull this before shoot. (laughs) <laughs> and on the other hand, it says slap here, and it's like I said, it's shaped like a metal tube. Mm-hmm. And on the up, on the one end, it has a big red, a big red uh, button-like section, and it says slap here. Great. Nice. I assume that's how it fires. Okay, there's the staircase that goes up. And that is all that you find in your packages. They have beds. Oh, it's this thing. (laughs) 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 I killed a pilot. (laughs) Jumping in here. (laughs) I love ketchup. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we have a communicator and a zipper. Do we have a little palm pilot thingy for taking notes? No palm pilots this time. In the various chairs around you, there's those usual magazines that try to sell you overpriced crap. There's also little sheets of paper that are Air Canada marked, and like there's like little sheets connected to a a cardboard backing, and there's pencils and pens. I guess in the business section they assume that you won't steal them, or at least that you can afford to, uh, since you paid however much for the ticket, take the pen with you if you really want to. Mm. And there's a complimentary bag of peanuts. Nice. I'm just eating the peanuts, kicking back. Are, is the the belt 
uh, the, the light for the seat So belt. each of the seats, oh, unlike in economy, have a fair amount of room around each of them, and your seats are actually able to recline all the way to 90 degrees. Okay. So you have <coughs> enough room forwards and backs that you can go flat. Sick. Well, I'm lying on my back eating peanuts. Um, I have throwing, ro- ro- flicking the shells up in the air. Huh. Ro- roll to not uh, choke on them. <laughs> as soon as the seatbelt light goes off, you hear a deep, growly sort of voice coming from above you in the first class. Uh, Where is my drink? I asked for triple sec, and I am sitting here still thirsty. He's just drinking triple sec. Huh. Only triple sec. What is with you and alcoholic beverages, Mister Day? I enjoy my alcohol. He seems like he's on a bender or something. <laughs> I enjoy my alcohol. You, you hear you hear a door slam from up above. Sir, please just sit down. And I will go and get my own drink. Thank you. This might be the tiger guy. Seems like an absolute asshole. Mm. He stomps down the stairs, and the business class is between. Uh, the, the bottom of the stairs in the galley. Oh, so as he marches past, he sort of spares a look and continues on. This guy is big. He's like good seven feet tall, and he's good like three or four feet like wide. On the yeah. As he's passing by, I raise my bottle of, uh, of whiskey. He grabs it. Uh, Glad I this poured was, a second one. This was a start. Glad I poured mm. a second one. <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah, you'll have a duck. Okay. And he walks on. <laughs> I tried to help. <laughs> uh, a harried looking stewardess comes down after him. Did you see a uh, big man? I'd point dark skin. In, in the direction. <sighs> He's looking for triple sec. Uh, I hate these long flights. She rushes off after him. What was his accent? <laughs> Sounded sort of like this. Yeah, that doesn't help me. <laughs> what do you not know what this is? I was getting sort of, a, I was getting sort of a, like a South American drug lord kind of vibe from it. Well, gee, I wonder who he could 14, be. Fourteen thousand pounds of heroin <laughs> delivered through the door <laughs> by Amazon Prime. <laughs> I want it done by Jeff Bezos personally. I'd expect a drone. <laughs> to fly it to me. So you hear that going on. You hear some sloshing and the tinkling of cups and the rather uh, distressed sounding stewardess trying to be polite coming from the direction of the galley. You hear maybe tinkling of glasses and some light conversation coming from above you somewhere. And from behind you the chatter of many voices and clicking of keyboards and some people are obviously moving around and grabbing their luggage and pulling things out and rustling of paper and all of that. Sounds like despite the late hour, this is a pretty full flight. Oh, Mm. right, it's four in the morning. Mm. We need to decide how to proceed, gentlemen. How do we question the passengers and figure out what it is we're looking for? Well, we clearly get the big guy as drunk as possible and see what we can get out of him. Why would would we do that? It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Get get a get a guy we might be working with drunk because we can also get him on our side if we get him good and drunk 
But if he's sense. drunk, what good is he? Maybe he makes the situation harder. Maybe he but good him. thinking. Let's make the ice princess mad too. But maybe because that's gonna be. Hot. But maybe the human brick wall can take a bullet for us if something bad happens. <laughs> yeah, or he punches you in the face because you're annoying and he's drunk and doesn't want to deal with you. Says the guy lying down and throwing peanuts. What do you mean annoying? Mouth. I'm not. I'm not bothering anyone. You're just making myself an issue to you. That's your problem. I don't think. Are you drunk? Because you're getting a little annoying. I don't think you've noticed how many peanuts that have missed your face and are currently lying on the floor around you. Yeah, and guess what? I don't care because guess what? I'm not paying for them. Look who's a loser now, Mr. Alcoholic. I love these long flights. (laughs) The stewardess comes by with a tray again. Sandwiches? Oh my god. Yes. Do you have uh, ham and cheese? No. Uh, do you have roast beef? Um, I'm stuck between roast beef and ham and cheese. What do you think's the best? We have both in regular sandwiches and paninis. Uh, but what else do you have? Do you, what, anything else? Uh, Montreal smoke ham? No, I'll take the panini. Panini ham and cheese. Yeah, I'm going with it. The smoked meat sounds good. I'll take that. Hands you your panini. It's still warm. Delicious. Hands you smoked Montreal smoke ham. Oatmeal. I'll have to come back. This is sandwiches. She gives you... like. Stink eye as she passes by. I I, <laughs> I I I look at Keel and I say, I mean, like I'm cool if you eat oatmeal, but she said sandwiches, you know. If you get like nine green bread, it's basically oatmeal. Mm. Oatmeal, glass of water, helps the neurons. Duh. When I'd ask for tuna fish. It's brain food. Mm. That's an old wives' tale. The like represented democracy. The amount, of, <laughs> the amount of mercury in them is going to poison you. He is going to beat you, Apollo. I'm sorry, but he is the smart one. I am having a little bit of fun. I have alcohol. And I poured myself another drink. Great. Wait, I, I'm just being realistic here. You've drank six shots. I and and you're and you're a human and and <laughs> we are humans, by the way. Yes, what? I didn't power? drink twenty. Power, maybe? No, injure. It's physical. Okay. And you you oh, you have drank it over twenty or thirty minutes, so that's a ten, baby. You have a surprise and a good stomach. Yes, you're doing all right. He's a military man. Yeah, but I'm. Ju- I mean, <laughs> Re- Richard has, has a ton. No matter is curled up and has begun to cry. He's a ton of no, screws in his leg. No matter, on. I'm just world cannon. No matter how much of an alcoholic you are, you're still. Y- your tolerance doesn't build that much. Yeah, like put the zip gun on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it made me haul. Like he's put himself. He's put himself another gun. one, but he does set it in the cup holder next to him because he's okay for now. You, you can you can act drunk if you want, but mechanically speaking, you're fine for the moment. Yeah. yeah. There's. There's not much action over the course of the next 15 minutes, uh, except that a a different stewardess comes over and hands you your oatmeal. It's warm. Excellent. She also asks you whether you like cream or milk. No, absolutely not. Oh, how dare you ask him of that? Sugar? Brown sugar? This is not the time for sugar or dairy products, I'm afraid. Good for his brain. Weirdo, this one. Thank you for your service. How's the oatmeal, Keel? It's like the oats and my brain cells are becoming one. Sounds so good. I feel the same about this sandwich. Panini, but with my heart. Get some gray matter for your gray matter. 
Sam Shade sits back down next to the three of you. Sammy! What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> oh my, have you had the panini? Because I thought the same thing when I bit do you into still, it. Do you still have the panini in your hand? <laughs> I have a quarter of it. He yes. knocks the quarter out of your hand. I'm finishing off my smoke meat sandwich as this is happening. The first bites are always the best, but at least I got those. I think we met the big tiger guy. He was huge. All right, time for work, I guess. I unbuckle, sit up, and I just super quickly am on my feet and just ready to Can go. Can I watch in the room? No, no not, e- not even as, oh my God, sure. I'm just like, all right, fine, I guess. And then I'm like, all right, what's next? Yeah, kids. Anyways, Ice Princess is upstairs. I gotta, I gotta go upstairs, guys. Still in the galley. I you guess you guys can figure it out. Guys, I gotta go upstairs. I think maybe this ice prince. <clears throat> I think I think I can get some information from her, or you know, maybe we'll work together really well. I gotta go. It's only gonna work if she's like a cougar. I, I'm still. I'm walking. I'm kind of shuffling past him because I took the already, window seat, and we already met a tiger guy. So There's I shuffle past him, and I go. So is there anything else I should know, Shade? Yeah. Before I go to the Don't ice princess. Touch. Her. Cool, but like I, oh. I'm gonna go talk to her. Is there anything else I should know? It's one of the great things. Awesome. I turn around and I walk upstairs. Sit, shade rolls his eyes. Sometimes it's to burn hand what teaches best. Like her own skin is what's holding back everything that she's able to do as an ice whatever. He just raises his eyebrows at you as though you had asked a stupid question. Ice princess, tiger dude. The other three I guess are riding in the cheap seats. I haven't seen him. Interesting. Or as incognito as possible would be the smartest thing for them, especially with uh, the kind of nobility. Eh, you might think so, but sometimes these people, they just don't care about that kind of thing. But uh, I guess he he stops for a moment and leans back. You know, most elf kings can't stand not being worshipped at every moment. They've got a thing. They've got a complex. It's an elf thing. If he's riding an economy, then I think he's doing it because he's got something dirty to hide. Might be a good place to start. Hmm. I have, and he sort of sighs, some mechanical issues to look into. I'll be at the back of the plane. Guys can reach me on the communicator if you come back near the tail. Point to tops his ear. See you guys in a bit. Oh, we have two chances. There's it's economy upstairs and downstairs? So or just the, downstairs. Just downstairs. The only <coughs> upstairs part that's accessible to regular storage back here? Yes, exactly. Okay. The only uh, upstairs part that's a regu- that's available to normal passengers without needing to have access to the crew areas is the first class cabin. Okay. Well, doctor, uh, I could check out economy if you want to go give Augusta a hand. He'll be all right. <laughs> or he'll be a night sculpture, one or the other. Fascinating study if he comes in high school. You could see it happen in first person. Uh, perhaps, but I am more curious as to why the elf king has decided to ride into a That's fair. Also, having two brains on this one's probably better than not at all. Mm. Alright, so let's start off with Ooh, two brains? the two of you, yeah, and you then we'll move to <laughs> what Augustus up to as he tries to get his jam on. I don't like that. I don't like that phrase. Get your jam. I think it's getting hot on this point. (laughs) The economy section of the plane, unlike business class, is teeming and buzzing. 
There's a lot of people back here for this red eye ba face. Babies and okay. yeah, there's babies crying and there's some screaming going stories. on and there's uh, people muttering and talking to their neighbors and there's people watching things. There's inconsiderate people watching things on their phones out loud. Oh, and some people are just watching the flights. Right, there's a map showing yeah, the yeah, overland yeah. flight thing. That's what And cool. as, yeah, as you walk nice. past, you can it, see that it's about, not cool about an hour in, in <laughs> has burned away as you guys dickered in the business class. And nine hours remain until you start going overland again. Uh, can I roll awareness? Or what would I roll to be able to try to pick this guy? Or at least Perception. Notice, notice somebody that's slightly different. Would awareness. this be arcane then? That's why he's I'm fighting <coughs> there. Right. That's why uh, I don't really have arcane senses, but I have two things for awareness, so I'd like to roll that if that's something that. But you can't. Physical. He's looking for a physical. Physical. Of course, of course I would like to find the elf, yeah. but I would also like to inquire as to elements that might be around the composer I mean, of pure iron. Why don't you roll for looking for pure iron? Okay. And that's awareness. You roll for. Someone who doesn't seem to belong. Me, me both, both of you go ahead and roll at the same Gunny. time. Gunny. Okay. That's a five That's and a four. It's very broad. No? Alright, we'll talk what about what... What did you roll? His opposing. Jesus. Again, he's so, trying to be a Let's uh, talk about iron first. This plane has no pure iron in it. The skin is aluminum and steel. The inner supports are all steel and titanium. Mm -hmm. There's alloys of iron that you're aware of, right? You are fully aware of the composition of the Boeing 747-8. And mostly the inside Fem is fabric, foam, plastics, and steel. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of aluminum, again. There's lots of aluminum on the outside. There's steel and titanium on the inside. There is no pure iron. Right. Keel kind of Keel kind of kicks himself mentally because of course an elf wouldn't feel safe riding on something that had pure iron anyways. So I don't remember that part of the myth. <laughs> but Faye, Faye are Faye burn on the on contact to iron. Cold iron. Yeah. And I got Jack Diddley. So you attempt to get a sense of who here is standing out. And it's you that's standing and, out. And you get, well, you're just standing in the middle of the aisle staring people down. So I'm yes. walking up and down. But in the, in the process of trying to discern who might be standing out, you don't see the person that you were hoping to find, which was obviously the elf lord. But you do see one person who seems to be standing out insofar as he's the only one who has the seats on both sides of him empty. Hmm. and who otherwise is so extraordinarily ordinary, and yet people seem to be avoiding him. People with crying babies will just suddenly get up out of their seat and take their crying baby further away from him. Hmm. And people who are, uh, like, grumbling or upset or making noise will suddenly just shut up if they're anywhere around him. There's just this, 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 this sense of quietude around him. And he's got both seats on either side. What, what's the uh, individual's hair color? It's dark brownish. Yeah, very, very plain looking. You wouldn't have picked him out in a crowd if not for this empty bubble around him. Then I, I just, I just nudge you and I like do a head, like a, like a small like head look in his direction. There's a guy a couple rows away sitting alone. Uh, it's as plain as can be. Yes, curious. Maybe we should strike up a conversation. 
After you. Ugh. Talking. <coughs> Kale clears his throat. So you walk over to him? Yeah. He puts his hands together as you approach. Looks up and doesn't say anything. Good morning. I suppose that's a matter of opinion. Mm. It's true. Nothing has precisely happened this moment to declare it good. But it is morning indeed. Mm. Depending on your time zone, uh, relative position of oneself to the stars and moon on this celestial sphere. Oh, please. He scoots over to the window seat. Uh, Very curious. Did you wish to discuss something with me? Uh, um, no, I, we merely spilt um, soup on our seats and uh, have been temporarily moved here. Well, that must have been quite the downgrade for you coming from the business class, having to sit here in a economy. It's not really that big of an issue. Mm. Most people wouldn't say that. They'd say, oh, the extra legroom and lying flat are worth paying for. And here you are in a seat one quarter, maybe even one sixth of the price of the seats you actually paid for and still not distressed. That must have been some suit. Money's not something I'm going to worry about. And just because I'm, and I, as I, I sit down next to him, just because I'm barely taller than other people doesn't mean I have to worry about what kind of leg room I have. Ah, man of largesse and hmm, fortitude. And what of yourself? Are you of a similar mind? It doesn't really matter where you sit as long as you sit here. Because you did come and seek me out, didn't you? There are a few scattered seats here and there that you could have been in. Now you might have picked these just because you could sit next to each other, but honestly you don't strike me as the best of friends. Not the bosom buddies. Okay, Kill, I'll just give him like a like that look. It's like Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's right. <laughs> and I turned back. So it really wouldn't have mattered to you if you'd had to scatter and pick different seats, unless it had nothing to do with which seats you were picking and everything to do with who was sitting in them. You are perceptive. I probably wouldn't invite Mr. Day to my birthday party. <laughs> I don't even know what his birthday is. How sad. People should try and stay more connected in this age. Social media and screening onto your blog and so on. Speaking of making a connection, and I put a hand out, Gil Tagger. He reaches out with one hand of his own, shakes it. You get a terrible sense of the creeps running yeah. up and down <laughs> your spine and all across your skin and every hair stands up. And he reaches his hand. Bill Nye, the volcano guy. Okay. Ah. And a pleasure to that's meet what, you. That's what he did, right? Yes. <laughs> so you have a point in willpower. Yes. You get that same sense of the creeps, the heebie-jeebies. Someone yeah. just walked over your grave and then probably spat on it on their way past. Oh. But you also get sort of like an electric contact sense. Like mm -hmm. sort of like someone hits you with static shock. Pulls his head back. And then kind of like not very... Like politely, kind of raises his eyebrow at him, like he's staring at a painting in an art gallery. You seem distressed by something. Is it something I said? I'm sorry. You just got a really firm handshake for a guy of your stature. Uh, so I've been told. I try and 
let's stay in shape. Lots of crushing exercises. It's not often I shake hands with someone who gives off an ionic discharge. So you'll forgive me for the stare. It's his turn to sit back and raise another bow. <laughs> How curious. You're not completely mm, naive to the greater measure of reality around us, though. No, I fancy myself a scholar. And your friend here, is he also in the know? I've walked into places I couldn't walk back out of again. I'll just put it that way. What a vague and unenlightening answer. (laughs) Gentlemen, it's been my true pleasure, but we still haven't gotten to the point. What is it you want from Goodman Brown? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We don't really want anything from you in particular, Mr. Brown. Simply seeing all the possibilities. Ah. Well, when you've seen all the possibilities, let me know. And now, uh, if you don't mind, I was enjoying a little bit of solitude amidst the chaos. You're right. I'm sure they've cleaned the soup, Mr. Taggart. Farewell. If we need you, we'll call on you again. Do you plan on moving? Oh, yes. Several hundred kilometers every hour. And roughly, it points in the direction the plane is going. This direction. He got you again, Mr. Day. Let's go. Let's move over to what's happening up in the first class. The first class is not noisy. Each of the sections in the first class area has a seat that can swivel 360 degrees. It can, of course, lay flat. And it has a large setting around it in sort of a plush bluish color. Like a sphere, kind of like a... Yeah, it's got, it's got a semi-dome, semi, a, a hemisphere around it. Yep, okay. And uh, on either side where you have the armrests on a regular chair, it's got very wide armrests that are deeply inlaid with a plush fabric. Great. And uh, many people are resting their drinks on little plastic sections, like they have little islands, little plastic islands in the plush that you could, can move around in slots that fit on the arm. So you can push them all to the end and have enough space to put like a tablet down on, or you can move them across and have enough space for a dish, a glass, a good and device. whatever else. Sure. Good tray tables. And they swivel inwards and outwards. Uh, here, each of the people seems to be either sitting back and reading a newspaper, or a few of them have it reclined and the dome has come down three quarters of the way so that they have uh, darkness and mm-hmm. a certain amount of privacy and they're reclined and sleeping it looks like or at least lying down and others are playing games in their seat with their phones or whatever else but it's all quite quiet and austere and there's a st- two stewardess actually on hand at all times one at the back of the first class cabin and one at the front I point out the females uh, (laughs) that are are solo. There are less of them than there are males. Most of the people in here are business-looking types, somewhere between their 40s and 60s. They've got suits on, and they have ties, although the ties are loosened. And they have drinks at hand, and they have laptops sitting on one side of the chair arm, and they're working away or doing whatever. 
there are a few ladies of obvious means amongst them. They are basically dripping in gold and jewels. Fucking trouble. But uh, they're either sitting accompanied, or the few of them that are sitting alone are fairly matronly looking. They're like in their 40s to 60s as well. And then there's three or four younger women. Uh, one of them is obviously traveling with her father or her dad or maybe just her sugar daddy. Sugar daddy it is. And three of them are alone. Great. All three of them are fairly attractive. One has light uh, blonde hair. One has dark green and purple and indigo red hair. I like that one. And one has uh, sort of a dark greenish going into black hair. Like, it's not colored. It's just, it has a sheen to it. For my general... Two two of them have short hair. One of them has long hair. They all have pleasant features. Two of them are light-skinned, and one of them is quite darkly skinned. I walk up to the blonde, and I kind of put my arm on... Oh, sorry. Fuck her up. Oh. I hurt so bad. You put your arm on her and freeze. <laughs> going, going to assume that's in character. Yeah, in character. It's like, oh, uh, oh, sorry, oh. miss. I gotta lean on this chair for a little bit. I'm dying. I'm, are you okay? Did you oh, hurt I yourself? Oh, cramp in my foot. Oh, um, stewardess. Could you could you get him like a hot pack or something? He's got like a foot cramp. Okay. Yeah, keep this in care of this fucking guy. Alright, sure, take care of this. One of the stewardesses comes over with a hot pack and, like, uh, a, a bandage and a uh, first aid kit. Uh, I look over to what the other females are. Are, are they noticing this commotion? <laughs> You're a trooper, Phil. A, a, a couple of the other. <laughs> yeah, a couple of the other, other passengers have looked over to you briefly, but then they just. Like spun their chairs away and turned back to whatever they were doing. The two females, though. The other two oh, females. One of them. God. One of them briefly looked in your direction. The girl with the greenish sheen to her hair, and the one with the multicolored hair uh, didn't even bother looking. Right. Oh, okay, I get him. Uh, I don't need that hot pack. I'm fine. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. Now, are you feeling physically okay? Yeah, I'm okay. okay. <laughs> oh man. So I walk over to the other one. The, the one that did, one? paid no mind. Okay. Yeah. And I kind of... How is she sitting? She's sitting with just sort of her hands folded on her uh, leg. She's looking sort of into the middle distance. She's one of the few people who doesn't have a phone out or a laptop or even a newspaper or a book. She's just sort of staring gently, absently into whatever it is she's thinking okay. about. Walk up to her, kind of put my hand on the top of the dome. Hey, hey, <clears throat> hey! Um, <laughs> she raises only her eyes in your direction. The rest of her body remaining completely still. Yeah, I know. Super smooth, this guy. Um, can I get you a drink or something? Yes, you could. And what do you drink? Wine? She looks back in your direction briefly. And then she rolls her eyes all the way around. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then she deems to actually turn her head towards you. I'm trying, okay? <laughs> yes, I can see that. <laughs> Drinks are free in the first class. Yeah, I, I, I didn't mean like I was going to buy you a drink, because I, I have no money. Um, I was just going to, like, bring you a drink and, like, maybe talk. She about work. A, a, very gen- a very gentle sort of smile plays across her features briefly, and she nods her head towards one of the empty first-class seats. Why don't you get yourself one, too? Then we can talk. Great. Uh, is there a bar here I can, like, get myself? No, but the stewardesses are, like I said, at both ends of the cabin, like and the they have fully stocked carts that are three stories on it. Well, I walk up to the stewardess, then. And I ask for red wine, and I ask for <laughs> chilled <Four>. wine. <laughs> uh, ice wine. I, 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 was say, I was about to say, as as you walk away, she says, "How about an ice wine?" An ice wine. Ice wine. Yes, they're quite sweet. Okay. Uh, so I get her. I ask for that, and then I ask for. He's getting a martini. How dirty. Uh, the the stewardess turns to her cart for a few moments and procures the appropriate drinks for you, hands you a bottle of ice wine and a martini. Great. And an additional glass. And walk over and kind of sit in the chair beside her, pan over and... Pour her the drink? So yeah, I, I put the glass over <laughs> like, there and then I, I pour the drink. <laughs> yeah. And then I put the bottle... <laughs> you just hear the earpiece, now pour her the drink. <laughs> so I, and then I put the bottle of wine on my thing and my martini there. Okay. She turns her chair slightly so that it's uh, inclined towards yours. Thank you. And she picks up the glass gently, takes a sip. Uh, As she's doing that. You see a rhyme of frost (laughs) form across the glass. It never makes it cold enough. As she's doing that, I like reach to give her cheers, and I was like, okay, I guess I'm not doing that. Like, delicious. Put it down. I don't. I don't make it that obvious. Yeah, but, but in my head, I'm just like, oh my god, what have I done? Despite the fact that you're the very soul of subtlety, she seems to notice that you are not enjoying your drink, and offers that you uh, try the ice wine instead. I. She hands hands you her glass. Oh, sh- first base. <laughs> Tell her she's pretty. <laughs> Stupid. Don't, you, you're don't. so go- gorge beautiful. Uh, stupid, stupid, stupid. Uh, should I? T- I mean, will I turn into an ice statue? That's an interesting sort of question. Why would you even ask it? Because we're so human and. <laughs> And I, I, I get closer, and I, I, I kind of look at her in the, in, in the eyes. <laughs> her eyes, her eyes the, are please closed. Please don't hurt me. Her eyes are closed doors with gates shut behind them, but she doesn't seem to be hostile. Great. Well, I take the glass like this. I, I, I'm reaching out my hands, uh, like, top and bottom, and I'm grabbing, like, yeah, I'm palming the top and the bottom of the glass and just... Making sure I don't touch the stem or her hand. She lets it go carefully as soon as she sees that you have it securely. Great. And then I hold it normally. <laughs> oh my, how smooth. 
<laughs> you, you're quite the charm. I don't, I don't know the rules of this, but like I said, I try. I take a sip of the red wine, and he, or the ice wine, and he generally enjoys it. It's cold, though. Okay. It, makes, it makes your teeth hurt. It's so cold. Okay. That's nice. Feel free to pour yourself another. I've had enough. Why so? You don't like my company? Not at all. It's seldom that I have an opportunity to chat with a regular human being. And she gives you a look that makes it clear that she doesn't think you're anything of the sort. That's me. I give her a wink. Regular human being who drinks ice wine. Somebody behind you with, just goes, shut the fuck with, up. With, <laughs> with regular female human being. We're all real people in this flight. What the fuck are you talking about? Are you a lizard man? Are you Obama? Are you both? Great. Obama lizard man? So I kind of keep drinking the wine. Ah, youth is wasted on the wine. Yeah. And I, I, I sit back, relax, and just chill He's out thinking. now. I'm not like... Nervous or anything. So, what brings you to a flight like this, let alone my company? Well, I assume the reason we're here together. Are you trying to say it's things? Um, <laughs> I'm loving this. <laughs> sure. Fate. Yeah. Fate. Yeah. The, the the gods are bringing us two normal human beings together. <laughs> that that flicker of a smile passes across her features again. I don't think that's very likely. I've met things. She's right. not very nice. <laughs> I don't get much luck anyways, and I chug the rest of the water for the, the wine, and I, I pour another glass and put it down on the cup oh holder. Dear. It's not meant to be treated so harshly. You need it, to be gentle with these sorts of things. It wasn't, it wasn't out of harshness. It was a different tone to change the pace of this conversation. You just hear in the back of your mind, Apollo going, score, 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 score. <laughs> well, since you have already cut to the chase with your alcohol, why don't we do the same with our conversation? What is it that I can help you with? What can I do for you? Well, if we're here together for the same reason, not being fate, but it could be fate, um, what do we know of, of the situation so far? Or at least that you're aware of. This frail mortal conveyance is moving in several hundred kilometers per hour in a roughly northwestern direction. Yeah, it's pretty boring just going across sitting, what's considered the Arctic Circle. Moving slowly, well, quickly, but 14 hours is quick. On the other hand, it gives perfect opportunity for observation and a certain amount of assimilation, if you take my meaning. So, what have you been, or someone, observing, do you think? Oh, well, behaviors of young females for the most part. It's difficult to get in a role without a certain amount of subject matter study. You need mm. to observe and integrate. This young woman's memories were most helpful. Ah, now I see the physiological signs of distress in you. 
You've withdrawn from my presence no, slightly. No, not distress or... Some of the hairs are raising on your arms. Only well, I see that your arms are flexing slightly. You're thinking about getting up, perhaps. I'm just... You know, I've never experienced... I, I don't want to be rude. I don't know the word. I've never experienced your kind, so I just... And Don't I have never had a taste of your kind either, Pyromancer. It would be intriguing, but I feel that you would cause comment. And it would probably cause my my death if I think mm. that's how you work. She You're very powerful. She she gets she gives you almost a pitying look, you might feel. Death? On the contrary. You would never die. I would be changed, though, I assume. Oh, yes. Very much so. But then that is the nature of all things change. But Nothing does, is constant. How does that work? Do I become a cryomancer, or...? It's not something that your language is really well equipped to explain, and I think your friend Kiel would understand it better if I did try to explain the new word. But... Okay, bail. <laughs> <laughs> Let's merely leave it at, you would become both greater and lesser. For some reason, I trust that you won't touch me or, or turn me unless I ask. I, I just, I have a faith in you that hopefully isn't misplaced. Of course, I'm only here to learn today. I mean, we did share some... Very jokingly, just trying to line it up, some, uh, some ice wine together. Of course, we're inextricably linked now, August. Ha! Huh. Great. Put the glass of wine on her. I think Heat to... was an interesting choice of name, by the way. Drink. So much better than your actual last name. Maybe I'm right then. <laughs> well, it's been some time. I just... How... Literally nobody else should know any of that. Well, you might be surprised what some people on this flight know. And what they know, I soon do. In any case, I will be here if you have further questions for me. I... What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed your company. And, and I yours. I hope let's we can talk again. Speak again soon. And let's hope we're on the same side here. Relatively speaking, you know, many sides. Uh, I enjoyed our company. Your company. With, with I enjoyed our time together. My company with your company. It was... You're very attractive in that, <laughs> in that physical form. Um, she looks down at us almost speak... modestly and looks back up. Do you think so? Her hair shifts a few shades as she tries out a couple of different colors briefly. <laughs> oh. You speak very, very... I wasn't sure about the color of the hair. I think you have a good sense of what looks best. And, and you speak very well and, and fluent and very well spoken. Yes, slang is difficult. It's never obvious when it's most appropriate. 
Great. Well, I'll see what I'm going to do and what I can observe and you observe here. And let me know. You'll, you'll somehow find a way to let me know if you see anything, I assume. Just so none of us are blindsided. I think you want me to be quite so openly notifying you of everything that I see. But if anything interesting comes up to your mission... I Best of really appreciate it, and enjoy the rest of your ice wine. I hope you drink it. It's it's again very jokingly, just like it's it's on me. It's you don't have to pay for it. Don't worry. That's so generous of you. She takes the bottle and it sort of dissolves into her grasp. Fuck. So long. See you again soon. Gives a wave and walks away. So I oh shit, and I walk back to her. And I kind of, I kind of, again, very jokingly, me again. It was so impolite of me, but I didn't ask your name. You know mine, you know everything about me, but I didn't ask your name. Oh. If you can't tell me, that's fine, but I just, something to remember you by. Aside from ice, wine, crush, you you know. Absolutely. It's a little complicated. Why don't we go with Sarah? I understand it means princess. You like your Sarahs, don't you? Is there anything more personal? I find that's just, you're just making a name up. Well, it was the name of someone who I once was acquainted with. If you prefer a more personal name to me, and she says something and you have a splitting headache. Okay. You'll remember that eventually. I appreciate that. I will call, call you as Sarah to everybody else. But whatever that was, I'll, it's up here now, I guess. Yes, it is. Bye for the second time. And like I said, that wine was free of charge. So tap on here. So, so, so you're down in the bottom cabin. Have you stepped away from Goodman Brown? Yeah. Okay. Like, How far you know, away I, from him are I mean, you? His conversation was realistically longer than ours, so I feel like at this point we'll probably walk him back to our seats or something. I. Well, I am. Anyways. Okay, fine. Then. Okay, so let, let's resolve what you're trying yeah. to do. So yeah. you try and contact mm-hmm. uh, August. Yeah. You get the most unpleasant burst of static that you've ever had the displeasure of hearing. As you continue walking further away from Goodman Brown, the amount of static decreases. Uh-huh. And when August cu- starts walking from wherever he is, supposedly, you manage to get in contact with him. Okay. Ah, uh, Mr. Heat. Can oh you my me? god! <laughs> oh. oh. Just like, I don't know, make, somehow make this easier, not so freaking frightening. Huh? The communicators? Your voice just came in my ear. Yeah, pretty scary. No notice. Nothing. Right. Okay. Well, sure. This is pretty tame compared to some of the things we found in that hospital, but all right. I understand. What? What's up? What are you What are you two hooligans up to, eh? Huh? We have identified the fifth member of the dignitaries, and we're wondering if you have made any progress in first class. Well, I guess you can say I've made some progress. You know, me and Sarah got... We shared a drink together, you know? Excellent. Anything besides your booty calling, though? Uh, she's said she'll let me know if anything comes up, but it's pretty quiet up there. Anything out of the ordinary other than her 
supposed uh, frost touch? Um, I mean that's pretty out of the ordinary. So nothing, uh, nothing else really. No. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> nothing right. that you probably wouldn't know about about their kind. Well, um, other than the source of her power, of course, she could be some sort of ice spirit. She could be a human with some sort of not a human, not a human with ice ability mm. in someone else's body, kind of thing. Ah, uh, very curious. Okay, well, that is one of those points of interest that would probably be pertinent to tell me. Well, there you go. It's out there. You know. Anything <laughs> else you want to mention to me, Mister Heat? really no okay well i guess we can scratch her off the list and she doesn't seem like the kind who could send a telepathic message oh yeah um yeah she can do that kind of it's complicated wait so she is an ice being who has not only taken human form possibly possession but also can use my no 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 offense keel no offense but this means nothing to me so I don't know what you're looking for. Maybe you should have a chat with her. I don't know. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk somewhere else and and do some more more investigating. Got yeah, it. I told you what I know, dude. Honestly, Mm-mm. it is what it is. Catch me up as we go back to business. Indeed. So can we, can we go back two minutes as to what I was doing? We will. Just okay. a second. Uh, as you finish that conversation, Gust, the other woman that you'd seen you hadn't spoken to with the greenish sheen to her dark black hair uh, catches you by the shoulder. And <laughs> turns into a nice cup. And just sort of pulls you back. She is unreasonably strong for someone who looks so frail. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna turn. You just gotta touch my shoulder. You don't gotta hurt me. Sorry. I don't know my own strength sometimes. Huh? I just meant to say to you that you should avoid that one. She is a little scary, a little touchy, and uh, honestly, I'm not sure what she's up to. But you're kind of scary, though. You're a stranger. She, she as, as she turns you towards her, you see that she has sort of classical Asian features, mm-hmm. along with her dark black hair. Me? And she reaches down. She has she has a heart shaped face, and she's actually quite young and innocent looking. Not perfectly, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> young and innocent looking. It's like me. She says the very picture of injured innocence. I'm not scary. You almost broke my shoulder. You well. You, you told me to stay away from, from someone you, I had wine with. All you people are made of the softest tissue paper. It's really hard not to. And now you're talking about us like you're not us. And I know you're not, but that's pretty scary, too. And you're saying she's scary? I'm just gonna... You're doing a horrible job not scaring me here. Fuck. I'm she, not saying that as, like, attacking her. I'm just, like... You didn't like, airplane, dude. I'm, spe- I'm speaking <laughs> with her. I'm having a conversation Actually, with her. Actually, she seems amused by what you said. It gives you a big smile. She has really sharp teeth. All of her teeth. She gives you a shark grin. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, makes sense. Well, I mean, take it with a grain of salt, but uh, you should probably stay away from her. Anyways, and she sort of skittles back to her seat, gives you a wink, sits down, orders a drink. Oh, man. Green tea. 
really like Sarah. Uh, I get on the con. Can I, I try to calm Keel? Mm. Met what I think is a vampire or or uh, don't throw this out of the window could be a shark in human form. Teeth are very sharp. Uh, sounds, sounds more like a Shinso. The true vampire is ah. native to Asian countries. One second. I backtrack to her seat. Sorry. Again. Um, I'm bad with this. What's your name? I feel like if you're going to tell me information like that, I should at least know your name. It's Keiko, right? Thanks, Keiko. Thank you. Keiko is better. Alright. Kay. Um, while I've backtracked here, Kay, um, is there anything else aside from Scary Lady I should stay away from that you think might help with what we are oh, doing well, here? Oh, well, Raj is a bastard, but He'll be around. I wouldn't worry too much Should about I call him. Raj or or what? Call him a bastard? Only if you don't like your limbs. Best of luck. Bye, Kay. Be careful, Mister Heat. Shinso are extremely powerful and have none of the weaknesses of traditional vampires. But they wear shirt. Cup of tea. Oh, <laughs> she she actually <laughs> says this. Yeah. Because you're standing right next to her as she's talking yes. to you into your ear. And yeah. They have I, much better hearing. Than I didn't know we, we all know you could kill me, but I pose no threat. And you're super kind. So I'm going to go. We'll figure this all out. Go she, team. She, la- right? she laughs at that and she pulls out a book. And she still ignores you from that point on. I just walk away. So her name's Kay. Kay, Kayako. Kayako. Call her Kay. Yeah. Common name for females. Shinso, despite their power, are usually very docile unless you hinder their plans in some way. Really nail the, the nail on the head. I've been drinking a little bit. <laughs> Only a little bit, Mr. Day. I haven't had any more since we talked to uh, Mr. Brown. <laughs> so anyways, he wanted to go back yeah, to... Yeah, so we're going to rewind like five minutes <laughs> now. <laughs> and I leave. I, we, after I excuse myself from Goodman Brown, uh, I head straight to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and I close and lock the door and sit down, and I go and try to hail uh, Sam. Yep. You hear over the calm sounds of like something getting hit with a piece of metal, and then sound. What on earth are you breaking? Now that's real unkind. Just assume that I'm breaking something down here. Do I assume that you're breaking stuff up there? Probably on break and stuff. Do you up need there. any help up there? Or do you, do you got it? Well, actually, it's down here, and I think I got it. Down? Oh We're shit! Down already. Hold on. I think I got it. Oh shit! <laughs> there's, there's silence on the line for a bit. All right, now we're good. Now we're good. Oh, oh, it's spewing. It's spewing. Okay, hold look. on a sec. All right, all right, all right, all right. We met one of the dignitaries. Ah, hold on. Okay, I don't think we're going to catch on fire. What's up? The really plain guy, we met him on one of the seats. Do you remember Goodman Gray? Oh, yeah. Tall, creepy dude. Yeah, tall, creepy dude. But he's brown, not gray. This one, not... You know what I mean? Why is he... Like, no, he's his like name. a sucker? His name or... is just Goodman Brown. <laughs> oh, okay. So he met one of those. and uh... I'm not sure what the kid's doing, but he's talking to probably some... Uh-huh. Nice lady. Alright. You hear sound of metal banging on metal again. Uh-huh. 
Oh, you stopped talking. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, look, we'll, we'll keep reporting to you if you need any information. That's are great. You, where are you in case we have to go find you? Yeah, that's not going to happen, but don't you worry. I'll find you. Sam out. Sam out. And then I come out and I join the conversation that they were having. Right, yes. Yeah. And then I assume that I catch him up on what he's sharing with me. In business class. Yes. Back in our seats. Yes. I've gone back to the seat. I, I've gone back there too then, because I'm right above that. So I so, got there before them even. So catching up, we have identified the tiger guy, his name is Raj. We have uh, identified the vampire, Keiko. We've identified the ice princess, Sarah, and whatever that other name was. And we have Kevin Brown. So we're missing the elf, but we haven't... Maybe we missed something in economy. Hmm. We, we were, well, we were maybe, in first class. maybe you missed something in economy because I I didn't go there. Keel was probably doing really good work. But Thank you, Mister Dooley. We're still missing one. I mean, I'm just saying I got maybe two. I'm just saying I got two out of the four we know, so, so I'm kind of winning here. And you were saying Sarah's <laughs> some kind of kind of connection to everybody. Oh, Sarah, she just I confuses cool. me. <laughs> So beautiful women. Got a connection to, she's got a connection to everything and everybody. She's learning things as they're oh, happening. Oh, dude, she probably knows what we're talking about now. This, this is so good. No, I mean, I think she's great. She could be the one. <laughs> she could be the one that's doing anything with the psychic messages, but we have, we have no fucking clue. Uh, again, I think she's great. Why threaten the plane, though? She's clearly in a position where she could have killed whoever she would have wanted to. Some kind of international incident. Something larger than Should just. Would you like be writing this down instead of saying it? And Kino points to his brain. I don't need to write things down, Mr. Heath. Maybe not to vocalize it. Maybe it's a thing about putting it into the air. Great. Um, I guess she knew my name. Yeah, that's true. Right. No, no, not my name. Like, my name, dude. Yes. My real name? And we never spoke our real names while we were on this plane. Don't this. get it, man. This uh. is beyond you. This is. This is beyond just stupid passport names. So this is this is an international or multidimensional incident that one oh, he thing just doesn't get. It. Mm. This isn't just passports. I'm saying if one person has the ability to gain a lot of information or potentially send a lot out, it's the one that seems to be the one that knows the most about anything. They Honestly, can pick up anything. If this is her, we're all fucked anyways. Because, like I said, she knows things. You have no idea of... There was probably a more eloquent way of putting that sentence, Mr. Heath. But yes, I agree with you. You understood what I meant. Hmm. What we... Everybody... This is... This is kind of fucked. I'm gonna be honest. If she wanted to kill us all, she would have done so before we even boarded the plane. Probably. It, we are obviously not the target, if indeed she's looking there for a target. There is a lesser mind or a more respective reason why it's being done this way. Why Why this? Why is this happening? We have two more potential pieces the to the puzzle, at least. Well, three, we haven't even talked to Raj. It'll be hard. It'll be hard to draw out the elf without some sort of pure iron. At that point, or as you're uh, talking to each other, you hear uh, happy singing coming from the direction of the galley. And... Uh, a giant foot kicks the door at the other ends, leading into the galley, out into the business class area, actually kicks it out, such that it falls down and slides for a few feet across the towards carpet us. towards mm -hmm. you. And a man comes out with a bottle in each hand, 
and he's got like some sort of party hat on, <laughs> tilted at an angle. Guy we've never seen. No, he's the big guy that you yeah. saw go in that direction before. We can assume it's Raj. Yeah. All right, seven feet tall, good four feet wide. We can assume it's wide. Raj. Yeah. He's, and you see, obviously, you have more opportunities to get some details on him. He's wearing sort of like a fur-lined yeah. vest <laughs> over a bare chest and abs that you could uh, scrub laundry on. You can grate some cheese on it. <laughs> and he walks back down. He's got sort of puffy pants, and he walks back down this way with, <laughs> with, 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 with his bottle in, in either hand. Pops the cork on one as he comes. Ah, God, I love long flights. He <laughs> sort, of, sort of starts staggering past you. Why don't you sit sit down and have a drink with us? We're trying we're trying to party, and have fun, you know. That's a good fly. idea. He comes over but to I you. Hit and he, follow on the thing. And, and he shoves, <laughs> shoves, shoves your head back, and he starts pouring the drink yeah, into yeah. your face. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I stop him before he pours way I, too much, but he's probably already done. In preparation yeah, against just, that, I grab so my good. own bottle and I put it up to my face and have a little bit, but only put it to my. Oh my right, yeah. Ah, uh, you know how to party. Uh, yeah, I just, <laughs> I, yeah, I gotta swallow this. You know, it's it's great. It's good, really good. good. Toss, tosses you the half-empty bottle. Yeah, I'll I'll keep drinking this. And you. Uh, I only have one bottle. Of that. A thousand years, He's uh, a teetotaler. He doesn't drink anything but oatmeal. <laughs> he sits. He sits down, sort of slumping across one of the seats on the aisle, across from you. Ah, what are we doing here? Celebrating. Ah, of course. What are we celebrating? You, me. This is a good thing to celebrate. You have such so so much energy and and, and happiness. You could be the most important person on this flight. Oh, that is certainly true. Oh, hmm. Who are you? Gil Taggart, party animal. And I take another big swig. <laughs> that is an unconvincing lie. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, I, I'm, I'm what is this shit that I'm thinking? This is terrible. Anyways, what? Are, 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 are you Raj? Ah, yes, I am Viraj. I'm I'm Gust. We're uh, um, a a Gust. We're uh, publicity agents. Oh, only a, one uh, of them. That's okay. We're publicity agents from a prominent um, magazine. Oh, you are paparazzi. Here to do mm. a feature mm. on people of distinguished uh. talent. What? You're you're the person of distinguished talent. Oh, okay. What talent do I have that distinguishes me? Why? Did you see how you kicked that door down? Oh, most people get angry. Yeah, but this was very cross. I say, uh, give me another drink. It's good. I mean, and uh, I get up and I kind of try to put the door back so no one can walk through or see us. <laughs> it's heavy. And lay it up. I do my best. <laughs> it it falls back down as soon as you try and push it back into place. Okay, I like oh. lean it on on the. You lean it on the wall at an angle. Yeah, it's basically sitting next to the doorway. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Ah, it's good effort. You're a carpenter. No, it's plain. You are planetar. Mm. So, so, Kiel, what's, what's, what are we, 
with him here for? Tell uh, him. I don't know, Mr. Feet. Uh, we are here to uh, speak with you about your many uh, endeavors across intercontinental. Uh, we're here to interview you because you're so strong. Oh, this is true. Once a killed man, only two fingers. These two fingers. No, these two fingers. Fascinating. There's only one single nerve ending that runs through those two fingers. It's impressive that you were able to kill people with basically your pinky. Ah. Yeah. Yes. Maybe just one finger. That more impressive. A little bit. Oh. We'll put it in the story. Yeah. Good. <laughs> one finger. Good story. Uh, and, and, and what uh, circumstances led you to kill this individual? Well, I have no idea. What circumstances led you to be on this plane? What are you What are you doing when we land? You're kidding, my boss. He drain, drains his uh, bottle, slams it down, breaks. Ah, oh, Ignis sort of kicks the shards around, which doesn't do anything except spread the shards. And then he gets out of his seat. Ah, oh, this has been fun, but I must be going. I need a nap now. Oh. Does alcohol interfere with lycanthropy much, Mr. Raj? Lycanthropy? What crazy question is this? Why do I know anything about lycanthropy? Just a theory. It oh. would make for a much more interesting article. There's some kind of beacon of strangeness that normal people don't dress S- with furs and are seven feet tall. Hmm. I'm a big man. I like Look, fur. I can, can afford I, it. Can I, can, I, can I level with you? We're, Please, uh, stay level. Otherwise you fall down. We're doing... Uh, Supernatural investigation. We're with a certain... You can call it a trashy rag, but we post the real stories. Oh, you got some yellow journal. Okay. What about? We want to hear your real story. Ah, oh, my real story. Well, I kill a man with only two fingers. Uh, it's going to have to be way two more fingers. extraordinary than that, Mr. Raj, in order to get into our prestigious... Uh, uh, online call. Oh, oh no, he doesn't want in the award-winning articles. I, we can always find something else. There's yeah. always the the other other tiger. Yeah, there's gotta be where the bigger one. In he's, Japan. I think he's seven feet two That's or right. what? This guy's practically a shrimp. Really, yeah. the guy much le- stronger. The guy leans over, grabs your shirt, pulls you towards him, <laughs> breathes in your face. It's very strongly stinking of alcohol. There is no bigger tiger man. I am the biggest tiger man. Ah, and what makes you a tiger man, Mr. Raj? That is a good question. I know the answer to that question. You write it down and then everybody knows. That would be... Or it would be very stupid. I'd have to be a little more drunk. Maybe you get me another drink. I have this rest of this bottle. Good. What are we talking about? You. Ah, yes, Tiger Man. He's craziest thing. You, you, one day you are a normal man, and next day you can turn into a tiger and kill Guys, people. Mm. with two this fingers. This is not great. It's it extraordinary. Could, he, yes, yeah. absolutely. And and we should maybe get settled in and, and get our, our, our papers that we, we may have left. No, not leaving, not leaving. Listen, listen, listen. 
It's a good story. You, you have to enter this crypt, you see. Oh dear. The ancient curse was laid. And then... And then, you see, there's these challenges. I... He, like... Waves his hand quickly over where his ear is. Making, trying to make, like, a vibration kind of thing. But... Not quite asleep yet. No... I think... I think... Maybe... Man is gone and... and Tiger come. In most of these cases, Mister Sheet, the um, the curse is triggered by uh, uh, some sort of. Ah yes, trigger. Puts the bottle back down. It breaks again. Ah, uh, fuck. My whiskey. What were we talking about? Not the, the curse. When I give him, I give him the bottle he gave me. Ah, oh. oh. that's good. The curse. The curse. Ah. Uh. Curse does his best curse. He has no curse at all. His gift. Ancient people, they have writings about it. I not read writings, but someone tell me. They tell me this ancient crypt is cursed. And anyone who goes in... Excuse me. Anyone who goes in to crypt is cursed to become animal. Animal. Hmm could become Little Hedgehog, could become Skunk, Stinky Skunk. Could become Biggest Tiger Man. Could become Biggest Tiger Man. Depends on what's inside. What's inside come out. How long have you been this Tiger Man? Oh, Mm, guess it's been years, many years now. Before or after TV was invented? After TV. But before Jerry Springer. His landmark. TV, Jerry Springer. Excellent. That reality TV show with the island. Mm, high points. Lost. <laughs> no, I lost it that way. <laughs> Lose that one. Lost is a big polar bear. <laughs> well, that's a fuck polar bear. Well, well, well t- tiger men must obviously meet many, many friends and being so powerful. No, tiger men not have many friends. Tiger man rule from tiger throne. Why, why, why no friends though? Um, friends betray you. Friends say friends, and then hmm, turn around, and one day you are best friends, next day you're saying you're a crazy tiger man, you eat people, you tear up throats, this is crazy, you'll tear up my throat someday, so you tear out his throat, and you say, why would you betray me like that, sell me to, to those other drug dealers. Should have stayed dealing drugs with us. That was bad. Then you have no more friends because killed. Then you're sad and alone. 
Uh, yes, yeah, Keel is motioning for us to get up and get out. Who is he sitting next to? Uh, he's sitting in this seat on the aisle across from yours, so he's not really sitting next to you anyway. Okay. okay. Alright, we get up and... We have to, like, stealth this. <laughs> One. <laughs> I, I motion maybe towards uh, economy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a close call. Mm. We did not know what oh his... We did not know what his trigger was, and it is possible that an excessive amount of alcohol could have triggered a transformation. I thought we were, I thought we were going to be tiger meat. The more he's going to be drinking. It, it, it's not like, going to be that. The meat of a tiger killing us. He's all quick to anger he was for being called puny. It might just hulk out, so to speak. Possible. It's, in, it's impossible for me to know his specific trigger without studying the crypt. And I don't really want to become a hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, he's a... Th- potential threat, but not bad related to this. He doesn't have any friends. He doesn't, well, not here at least. No connections. I'd probably end up as like a mercat or something. Are you still on that? Rabbit. Do you know that female rabbits reabsorb their embryos if there's enough space in the world? I don't need to know this. I wouldn't be a female rabbit though. Hopefully not. I'd, be, I'd like to be a spider, but then again, female spiders also kill male spiders. We still have to look for maybe one more so person who's wasting time so talking about fucking animals. So do female prey mantises, actually. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't want to be a prey mantis. A spider might Guys, be real cool. focus. <laughs> oh, yes, my apologies, Mr. Day, of course. We need to find the elf, I guess. The thing is, there's nothing positive about being a prey mantis. Motherfucker. But there's positives <laughs> to a spider, you know? So I'd get eaten if I was a spider. But if I you get eaten as a praying mantis, it doesn't even matter. I'll push That's you. all I have to say. I'll push you back in the room with Tiger Man so you can get eaten by him. Let's find this elf and put these puzzle pieces together. Oh, Mr. Smooth Talker in there. Me and Kill practically saved you. You ran us off a cliff. Yeah, that got Again, us there in the first place. Just remember, I've figured out so much more than you while we're on this plane. So let's keep going and find little elf boy. And then I walk past him. How many aisles are there? Find elf boy. In what? Business class or economy? In economy. Like how many aisles? Yeah, as you can see, it goes on for quite some ways. You've got about 50? There's six seats in each row, and there's like 50 aisles. We don't really want to go chair. I'm doing this in character. We don't really want to go chair and chair asking if they're an elf. Maybe I can... It might catch a guy. It's no, unexpected. I can't. So just as a piece of information, as you walk back into economy class, you do catch a glimpse of one of the uh, video screens that's showing the overland flight, and it's been about three hours at this point. Right. Yes. Okay, so now I'm trying to perceive to see the elf. Magic. magic. All right, so you're going to try and spread out your awareness Man. and say... Uh, I got a two and a six. Two and a six. I'm gonna roll awareness as well. Okay. I just that's you, a, you roll that's, awareness. That's a botch. Is, is pointless. That's a botch. This guy is trying to be hidden, and you're not even rolling. Our so it's not worth you're it. busy staring at some really attractive Hits. girl. <laughs> he catches an episode of Frasier on one of the screens. Like, oh. he turns around and just catches it, like, watches it over the dude's shoulder for a okay. minute. You spread out your awareness, and you do not get a sense of who in the cabin might be an elf. <laughs> but you what do, do get a sense of something wrong going on right now. 
something wrong is happening. Sort of like, and it gets stronger when you put your hands sort of for balance against the outside. Oh, shit. Against the inside of the plane. Like, what is he feel getting it sort of like to? conducting through the yes. outside of the plane. Something wrong is happening. Uh oh. Ah. Hmm. There seems to be something going on. So I'm glad we've narrowed it down. I haven't pierced through any glamours, but there is something going on with the structural integrity of the plane. There's a burst of static in each of what? your ears, and you hear sort of like a distorted voice. Hey, is that? Hey, Oh, where did Back Shane? Oh, well, well, I gotta go get Shane. And I, I, I kind of sprint as I'm hearing that and kind of recognize it. As soon as he says, back of the zoom. <laughs> All right, as you approach the back, there's a burst of really painful static as you draw it, even with a certain oh. purse on it. I stumble and fall on I my face. I pull my thing out of my ear and put it in my pocket. And, 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 and he sort of gives you a... Gives you a look as you run past him and as you stumble. Oh dear. You be careful. Please don't heal me. <laughs> he waves you on. As, as you finally do make it to the back of the plane, the static clears up and the message comes through a lot stronger. Hey? Hearing me? Hello? Yeah, I'm getting you. I'm getting you. What, what happened? Oh, you know. Stuff, things. Kiel says that something's wrong with the plane. He's feeling something, I guess. Something magic or some shit. Ah, you can feel that. That's pretty impressive. Feel what? Oh. Uh, what do you boys know about shifting? What the fuck are you going to say next? Well, why don't you boys come on down to the real back of the plane? There's a staff-only exit that you'll see if you go past the bathrooms. There'll be some stairs there. I've already cleared out the people what watching it. We're good. Is it where I am, or is it on the other side? It's on that same side. Okay. So, I look around and I gesture, making sure that they're they're coming. How close are you, or did you just come? Oh, or I'm like right beside you. Okay, yeah, cool. The rest of the passengers... You. Most of the passengers don't seem to notice what you guys are doing as you creep along that way. Like but that. you see a quick glance from Goodman Brown in your direction. And somebody else... But it's just Uh-oh. a sea of faces. Uh-oh. Right, and they turn back around too quickly. Could have been nothing. And you lose track of them as though they were purposely trying to hide amongst the crowd. Anyways, you make it to the back of the plane and you open up the uh, staff only door there. It yields easily to your touch. It's not locked, although it looks like it should be. There are some heavy bolts on it, and there's a touchpad key but it just opens. And you see that the uh, keypad mechanism has been exploded on this side somehow. Wonder. The whole thing has blown out of the wall on this side, but on the other side, facing the passengers, it looks fine. I picked it up. Fuck's sake, Shade. <laughs> I throw it back down. And when you start going down the stairs that take you into a deeper part of the tail, you find two heavyset dudes with machine guns lying flat out on the ground. Uh, one of them has its neck twisted at a strange angle, and the other one is bleeding from multiple shots. Uh, since a couple of them are in his head, he's probably not going to be answering any questions. Wow. Shane really clears out people in a particular fashion. 
Hey, yeah, dude's coming the, or what? The kick-ass fashion. Let's go. When you when you hear him over the comm, you can also hear sort of a metallic echo of his yeah. voice from further right. further in and further down. Oh wow. Are we like business like? Is there like luggage around? Is that where we no, are? No. So there was uh, this storage space in here, but back here is just mechanisms. Right. Okay. So as you continue Mighty back towards, as you continue back towards the absolute back of the plane, there's. Uh, a lot of mechanical linkages, and you can see that there's been some oil spills of some kind in this area, and there's tubes that have been redirected in various places, so that there's an open space where there normally wouldn't be an open space back here. And you can see Sam working away in there with tools, who knows where he got them, but he's uh, pushing tubes aside, and he's zip-tying them into place so he's got more room to work and he's undoing metal supports and tossing them. And he's just, he tosses one metal support, one metal brace past you guys, and clatters on the deck. What on earth are you doing? Ah, sorry about that, didn't hit you, did I? Almost, not the point, what are you doing? Well, and he pulls back the uh, last couple of tubes and supports. I'm trying to expose this, and you see a mass of thin wires that uh, are connected to the superstructure of the plane at various points. And above it sitting uh, a sort of hacked together looking piece of hardware, some sort of circuit board set up that's tied into the various wires and this big block of it looks sort of like just sort of a dark metal, but it doesn't gleam. Instead, it's dull and non-reflective that it's sitting on top of and sort of tied into. And uh, we got one here, and if it is what I think it is, we probably got one about midway. Oh, it's seven points of the plane. Is this going to pull us into some other fucking direction and that's why they're not going to be able to fly the plane? Yeah, sort of. Motherfuck. So there's one at the end, one at the middle, one at the front, and then there'll be one on each wing. Somewhere. Probably, you know, like with the, with the raft rotor or whatever they call it. And, uh, see, it's making metallic contact. You guys know about the contagion theory? Yeah. Dudes. You want to give a refresher for the youngin? Sure, for the youngin. <laughs> so, contagion theory. He didn't buy your shit. Huh? Didn't need him to. Anything that's connected when a certain kind of impulse is sent across it, everything that's electrically connected is going to have the same thing happen to it. That's how zombies work. Yeah, that's right. How'd you know that? Yeah, that's the contagion theory. See, now, it doesn't work quite like contagion when we're talking about biochemistry here. It's more along the lines of when you have things in, and correct me if I'm wrong here, doctor, when you have things in electrostatic balance, or quantum balance, or whatever the shit they're calling it these days, what happens is the thing that happens above happens below. Yes. As above, so below. <laughs> right? When you change the state of one thing, all the things that align with it get changed too. Absolutely. So this thing here, and he points towards it, this shit right here is going to move us from this time and space to a different time and space. Now, if we're lucky, it moves us to a different space. Chances are that it's not the space we're used to, but it might still be like livable space. 
But my chances, my expectations, given my run of luck, is that this moves us to, like, outer space. Or, I don't know, the middle of the sun or some crap like that. We'll never be seen again. We'll be gone. But but why why us? What's important about this plane? Like, who cares? That's a good question. Another good question is, why are the five dignitaries from five completely different power powers, powers and authorities, riding on the same plane? Where are they all going? Raj wouldn't say anything. I'm not surprised. He probably doesn't know exactly why he's here. He knows he's been called, though. And none of, none of them know about these things? I fucking said it. It was going to be an, like an interdimensional incident. It's going to take out five of the top fucking people, all these things, and make something huge happen. To be for fair, war. Raj didn't really seem top of the guy. I mean, he was strong, but he didn't. He's the biggest tiger man, okay? Well, that's what he says, to be fair. Don't let his commonplace appearance fool you. That guy controls one of the biggest drug smuggling networks on the planet. Interesting. I don't know exactly what people are hoping by getting rid of these folks. Hell, I don't know if some of these folks can really be getting rid of that way. But someone's planning to try. And if we disable any of these boxes, the whole thing is going to go at once, isn't it? Well, actually, that's the interesting thing. Now, this is some delicate equipment. And it's kind of been hacked together. It suggests to me that whoever was doing it knew what to do, but not exactly how to do it. So they've left a great big gaping hole in their whole system here. Now, if we just pull wires willy-nilly, the whole thing is going to go like that. I don't know where it'll take us, but it probably won't be good. Center of the planet's no better than the southern of the sun. But already, you're a techno thing. He's already blown up the panel. He's done his thing for the day. No, no, I got another couple of jots in me. But blowing the hell out of it ain't going to do the trick either. Because if I blow this one, then the, the other ones... No. The other ones take us off on their own. They have to be done in sync. And it also, that means that this part of the plane won't go with us. Which, even if it goes somewhere safe, is going to be pretty crappy. Well, it's great that there's only four panels, right? Oh, wait, there's five. I won't worry about it. We only need to disable one. But we have to do it properly. Like I said, left a great big gaping hole in it. And it's got a per- uh, particular sequence in which it's got to be activated. If we can figure out the sequence then we can change where it's going to take us. I got some tools here, and he hands you each a tool, and I'll get that to you in just a moment. And I'm going to put the device into a reset sequence. It's going to show us something along the lines of the security sequence we need, and each of you are going to need to trigger it at the appropriate time with your particular tool. All right, I'm going to make it real simple. It's going to be colors. So one of you is going to be yellow, one of you is going to be red, one of you is going to be like blue or some shit. And you got to trigger each one in sequence. If you trigger in the wrong sequence, we go back to the beginning. Everything gets reset. So it's going to be like that. And when we get all the sequences in order, we take control. Good? Makes Good? Sense. For future reference, uh, Chris has brought up um, a, a microchip and some sort of uh, <laughs> switch with an IR sensor and a light, uh, several lights. All right. Um, so like three remote color? controls on attached to a foam brick. So I assume you'd like to be red. Sure. Yeah. Then blue for you. So okay. you want to press the big enter button. Great. You want to press the play button. Yeah. And you want to press this big button there. You're yellow. Can I press it now? Okay. You can. It's not going to do anything at the moment. Reset the sequence. <laughs> so what's going to happen is what? 
is once I've turned it on, the lights this are going awesome. to play across it one at a time. So you're going to go one, you're going to see the color, 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 color. Great. It's going to pause for a second, and then it's going to go dark. Nice. And the timer will begin. So it is Simon Says. Yes. It is Simon Says. Yes. So then you need to enter your, your colors in order, and no writing them down. Yeah, let's, yeah I was yeah. going to say, that's not fair. Come on, yeah. you can do this. Come yeah. on. No writing them down. You need to enter your colors in order. If you <laughs> override each other, if you press your color and somebody else presses theirs at the same time, it will reset. Red, blue, yellow. I if, say. If you press it, if you press I'm it right. in the yeah, if you press it in the wrong order, then it will reset. Yeah. But will if we you, know it? But resets? if you press it, yes, it'll make an angry noise. Great. And it'll start again. How many seconds pass up between angry noise and start up again? About half a second, oh, okay. 500 milliseconds. So it'll go back and then it'll start again. Oh, that's why it's got the phone break. Oh. And then, uh, if you get it correct, it'll go on to the next sequence. And when you have all six sequences correct, oh. okay, ready? Yeah. <laughs> Two. Three. One, two, oh my god, two, three, four, six, five, <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, seven, <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, you did it, yeah, you did it, 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 you so sure. great. We got it. Nice. Nice. Okay. That was so cool. So, nice. you guys blow the problem away. Without it, you exhibit incredible teamwork. Sam's like, huh, that's surprising. <laughs> and then Sam says, great, you got us in. He does uh, a couple of adjustments with a tool that should never be applied to a microchip. And <laughs> there's a feeling of discontinuity that's very similar to you feeling you get when you start a job. Transported. Yes. And there's a sound from outside like the sudden, inc sudden crumpling of an aluminum can. Oh, great. But uh, you come out of that section of the airplane and everyone seems fine and there's some noise in the cabin. People seem confused and upset but not hurt. And when you come back out and you take a look out the window, you can see there's a tarmac outside and a whole bunch of Japanese-looking people. Sick. Huh. That's where we end today's session. Nice. I like that. Good evening, dear listeners. This is Sir. That is S-I-R. I trust you enjoyed tonight's entertainment. This episode's cast is as follows. Nathaniel Kiefer, 
as Dr. Walter Keogh. Christopher Kiefer as Samuel Shade. Philip Zivkov as August Keats. Richard Jellison as Apollo Day. Tonight, our storyteller was Christopher Kiefer. Until next time, in transmission.